Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first Mindful to Muscle podcast. I am your host, Monica Kashi, and today we are going to talk about five reasons not to do a fad diet. All right, let me start off by saying that I am not hating on diets. I think that diet culture has given diets a bad rap, and I hate diet culture. I do. I'm an anti-diet culture type person, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm anti-diet, and that's a totally different topic for another podcast episode. When most people think of dieting, they think it just solely means losing weight, but the definition of dieting is a practice of eating food in a regulated and supervised fashion to decrease, maintain, or even increase body weight. So again, let's get those two things separate that I'm not really against dieting as a whole, but part of diet culture is engaging in these fad diets, thinking that these fad diets are going to be some magic quick fix and you're going to get the health outcomes that you want by going on them. But that is not true. If you want to get those health outcomes, it takes consistency, patience, and so much more. I'm going to let you guys know at the end of the episode what I think you should do if you want to get those health outcomes that is not engaging in a fad diet. With that being said, This is not supposed to be in place of medical advice. Please always consult your medical practitioner before engaging in any diets or stopping a diet or anything like that. Some diets are used to help treat certain diseases, so don't take my advice here as medical advice. Always see a medical professional. I also just want to add a trigger warning here. This podcast is going to talk about dieting, diet culture, everything to that extent, If you feel that you're not in a place to listen to someone talk about weight gain, weight loss, anything to that extent, please feel free to turn off this podcast now. Listen to it later when you're in a better place. Maybe listen to it with a friend or have a friend listen to it prior to make sure that you're in a good place to hear this. The sole purpose of this podcast is for nutritional education and outreach. I want science and information to be easily accessible for the public. So this is sort of my way of spreading my knowledge, spreading my experiences, and hoping it could help people. All right. So with that being said, let's get started. Reason number one to not engage in a fad diet, they don't teach you anything. They don't teach you anything about yourself, your hunger cues, what you need to let your body thrive. And the reason for this is because diets are written to just be followed. They're not meant for you to use as a guidance. That's what a coach is for. So when you're doing a diet, you can't really focus on how your body is reacting to those foods. You're just kind of in this one-dimensional way of thinking, like just got to eat this at this time or can't eat that. And you don't know how your body is reacting to these foods. When you're engaged in a diet and you get the health outcome that you want, you are going to think you got that health outcome because of the diet. What people fail to realize is what the diet is making them do. So for example, people are going on and on about how they lost 10 pounds with the keto diet. The idea behind that is that they were in a calorie deficit. If they're not eating the carbs, it's not the carbs that made them lose weight. It's the fact that they were just eating less of the foods that they tend to overindulge on or just less in general. So when you engage in a diet, you're just left not knowing anything about your body at the end of it. Reason number two, they almost never work. So when I talk about fad diets, I'm going to talk about them in the context of losing weight because that is the type of dieting that people have done the most research on. 
that is also the type of fad dieting that people tend to jump on and it is the most popular form of dieting. So example one on how these fad diets never work is that most people gain the weight back after they complete the diet. Studies have shown that in as little as six months, people can reverse all the weight loss that they accomplished while on the diet. Example number two is fasting. Now, while intermittent fasting might work for some people because, again, they're probably in a calorie deficit, I'm talking about chronic fasting days on, days off. And you might think, who does this? But I was at the nail salon and I met someone who did. And he claimed that by dieting and having one day where he eats whatever he wants and then one day where he eats nothing except for lemon water and something like that, again, I do not recommend this, he claims it's helped him lose weight. Now, there's two things going on here. One, the calorie deficit that I'm going to constantly repeat throughout. The second one is that when you fast that way, your body can't adapt. So there's been so many studies as well to show that this lack of adaptation is what causes your body to retain onto the weight. Now, some people think of this as calorie confusing your body. Some people think you can eat a lot of calories one day, little calories the next day, and then your body doesn't know what to hold on to and what not to hold on to. And that is the opposite of what happens. Your body just naturally holds on to everything as a defense mechanism to you not properly feeding it. The last example is that by dieting or going on a diet, you can inhibit the health outcomes that you actually desire. So for example, if your desired goal is weight loss, you're going to need that by, or you're going to achieve that by calorie deficit, like I mentioned, maybe increasing cardio, um, rest and recovery. Your body needs to be in optimal condition in order to allow yourself to lose the weight. If your body is in fight or flight mode, if your body is in a high stress scenario, it's not going to lose the weight. Again, it's going to be in this defense where it's going to want to hold on to it because it's going to try to protect you. So some studies have shown that symptoms that involve um, or symptoms that come about from dieting is reduced athletic performance. So that means, you know, you're not going to be optimizing your workouts. You're probably going to lose some muscle mass. You're probably not going to burn as many calories as you think you are when you're on that treadmill. The second one is fatigue. So you're going to be a lot more tired if you're dieting the wrong way, if you're cutting out certain food groups or cutting out carbs. And you're going to have a decreased metabolism. So chronic dieting is a great example of this, is if you're not doing it the right way and you're not trying to lose weight by lifestyle changes, this chronic yo-yo dieting causes your metabolism to decrease over time. Reason number three to not engage in these fad diets is that they are not sustainable long term. These diets are meant to help you drop or gain weight in a short period of time. They were not designed for any type of lifestyle changes. And because of this, it makes it even harder to adhere to them. So let's talk about a few. First up is the keto diet, which is all the rage right now. And this diet has you eating low to no carbs. So you are cutting out foods like fruit, root vegetables, any type of grains and starches, grain products, legumes, and sugar. Now, I'll go into this later about why it's bad for you, but just hearing off the bat, you can tell that this is not going to be sustainable if you want to enjoy yourself, if you want to eat a piece of cake for someone's birthday, if you want to go to the bar and have a cocktail once in a while. It's just not a lifestyle type diet. Now, the Whole30 diet gets people because it 
promises this form of clean eating and that you're going back to the way that eating should be and you, the way that your grand grandparents, ancestors, I don't know, however they ate. So the Whole30 is a 30-day diet that emphasizes whole foods and elimination of sugar, alcohol, grains, legumes, soy, and dairy. It's similar but more restrictive than the paleo diet because you can't have any type of alternatives to sweeteners or honey or any type of maple syrup. This diet isn't sustainable for a couple of reasons. The first one obviously being that it's only meant to last for 30 days. So after the 30 days, if you didn't get the desired health outcome that you wanted, you're kind of left thinking, well, what now? The second one is that it takes a lot of planning. And that amount of planning to eat clean, I'm also doing air quotes as I say clean, is the same amount of planning it would take if you were to just try to organize your own meals that you enjoy eating to fit your calorie needs or to fit your any type of health needs. So for example, anything like high cholesterol, if you could plan out week by week foods that are low in fat, that would just take the same amount of time as trying to plan out a week of Whole30. But instead, you just end up restricting foods more by following this diet. And the last diet that I'll use as an example is the Atkins diet. The Atkins diet is a high-protein diet that allows you to eat lean versions of beef, pork, chicken, poultry, salmon, tuna, eggs, soy, anything like that. Now, this one is a little bit more sustainable than the others because it doesn't necessarily cut out food groups, but it also necessarily isn't sustainable because we really don't need to eat that much protein and trying to fit that much protein into your meals throughout the day might end up being more of a chore and there aren't any studies to show that a high protein diet alone can help sustain weight loss. What happens is usually it helps make you feel more full and it preserves muscle mass, but there is no evidence to show that consuming more protein is going to make you lose the weight any faster. Reason number four not to engage in a fad diet, you will be miserable doing it. And while this isn't guaranteed and is mostly in my opinion, life does not stop because of your ability to consume certain foods. There are going to be so many moments in your life. There is not a period of time that you can just revolve around food. It's just not worth it. Not to mention that this period of time is a period of restriction. Studies have shown that long periods of restriction leads to binging. And so think of it as being in quarantine. You know, when we were first put in quarantine, we were itching to go outside. We were literally going nuts. That's how your body feels when you restrict foods from it. Your body starts to crave it. Your body starts to want it, especially if it's foods that you need for daily survival. So carbohydrates, if you take that out, your body is not going to react well to it. And it could end up being an issue later on when you finish your diet. Most of the time, if you just let yourself eat, whatever it is you want to eat and you don't restrict yourself, you don't go overboard doing it. You just end up nipping that craving in the butt, moving on, and feeling better overall, not to mention doing your body a favor. And the last reason, maybe arguably the most important reason to not do a fad diet, is that they can potentially be dangerous to your health. Now again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what your body is like compared to my body, compared to the next person's body. You have to consult your doctor before you start to think, oh my gosh, this diet is evil, this diet is bad. So the diets that can be dangerous to your health are the ones that are not implemented properly. Examples are the fad diets that you see online that you decide to try at home. They should really add disclaimers that say, don't try this at home. 
the keto diet is the best example of this. Now, the keto diet was actually originally made to help people that had drug-resistant epilepsy. This was their form of treatment because drugs were not helping cure the seizures. So the keto diet can actually be very beneficial if you are the population that's meant to serve. Now, for the general population, the population that doesn't have epilepsy, you can get so many adverse symptoms from being on the keto diet. The biggest one is the keto flu. This typically lasts the first three to five days that you get that you start going on to keto and the symptoms include vomiting gastrointestinal distress sorry gastrointestinal distress a lot of fatigue and lethargy now getting over the keto flu you could then bring yourself into ketoacidosis if you follow this diet for a long period of time ketoacidosis happens when the body stores up too many ketones that produce acids as a byproduct of burning the food that you're eating, the fatty food that you're eating. This causes the blood to become too acidic. When your blood is too acidic, it can damage the liver, kidneys, and the brain. If this is left untreated for long, it can be fatal. (sighs) All right, that was a lot. So I gave you all reasons on why you shouldn't engage in a fad diet. But if you're wondering, you know, what you should be doing instead, I have a few suggestions. So first, you should establish the health outcome that you want. Are you trying to lose weight, gain weight? Are you just trying to make overall healthier lifestyle choices? Figure that out. Once you do, talk to your provider. That's going to be step two. Make sure that you're in the place to go for whatever goal you have in mind and that your body is set and you are just overall like healthy enough and there's no conditions that you should be worried about or any any risks that you're taking in order to achieve that goal. Number three, I encourage you to find a coach or any type of professional in that field. Doctors are great, but they are not specifically trained in nutrition the same way a registered dietitian is. So um, find a coach, find a registered dietitian, find a personal trainer. It all depends on your goals, but I would really recommend that you find that type of professional to help you achieve them. Lastly, I would say to do your own research, and by that I mean um, try to find someone who's going to help you, yes, but if you also just want to make sure that you're pursuing the right thing, that it's right for you, just look into it yourself and kind of see what it encompasses. So you can look at peer-reviewed journal articles. You can also follow some people in the field on social media, get an idea from them what it looks like and kind of learn from there. So when you do work with the health professional and they suggest something to you, you're not going in totally blind. You can kind of make your own choices and say, oh, I noticed you're doing this, but I read online that this helps instead. I think it's great to be your own advocate. All right, you guys, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the five reasons that you should not engage in a fad diet. Again, this podcast is purely used for educational purposes only. Always consult your doctor or primary care physician or whatever it is that you use for medical advice over me. Um, This is just to sort of help the general population understand more about nutrition. So my Instagram handle is linked in the show notes. You guys can reach out to me if you have any questions or if you have any ideas on what other topics you want to see. But that's it. Thank you for listening.